In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, dear faithful, as we've been saying the last few weeks, the whole season of Pentecost, which started four weeks ago now, is the living of the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ in the soul of every one of us. So as we saw our Lord being born, and then his epiphany, and then his suffering, finding his glory with the ascension, those mysteries had to be lived out in us now. It was a little bit exceptional, but by, but, uh, by about the third Sunday after Easter, we were already having warnings from uh, our Lord that uh, for now you're, you are suffering and, and you're sad, but your sadness shall be turned to glory. Our Lord already warned us about that several weeks ago with the third Sunday after Easter, at least with the way Mother Church puts the readings. Well, today we get another warning, or let's say, not just a warning, but kind of a way of life. You know, if our Lord himself went through a time of suffering, which was the passion, and of course his fasting, and also just the way he was generally rejected by, the, uh, by his own people, rejected by the world, uh, we also are going to have to go through that rejection. You probably noticed in the words of the introit this morning that it says, um, uh, you know, who will be my friend, my own brothers, my parents have rejected me, but I know, Lord, that you will be my friend. That's from the words from the psalmist. But also in the epistle of today, you heard St. Paul saying that uh, who's going to value our sufferings? Our sufferings are nothing in comparison to the glory that is to come. And uh, that's exactly what the situation is. And so St. Paul tells us, don't be afraid of your sufferings. Uh, that's part of life, but it's something very useful in life because it unites you to the cause of our Lord Jesus Christ. And St. Paul also tells us, don't go looking for too much consolation in this world. If you received too much consolation in this world, you wouldn't have such a desire to go to heaven anymore. So the sufferings of this life are nothing in comparison to the glory to come. St. Paul is also telling us, um, you don't have to go really looking for sufferings. Don't worry, they will come to you. But there's kind of a proportion. If you went through and if you go through a lot of suffering in this life, all of that is going to be completely changed into glory later. And usually the, the proportions are uh, not very balanced. A little bit of suffering in this life causes a huge amount of grace and glory in the next. We also know that later in the epistles of St. Paul, he makes the comparison of a woman that is about to be delivered of her baby that she's going through great travail when she's in labor. But when the child comes into this world, she completely forgets about her suffering because another child has been brought into this world. That's a very good comparison to what the glory of heaven is going to be like compared to our little amount of sufferings in this life. So the glory of heaven must be a very blessed thing because it is worth all our suffering in this life 
it's almost as if we will not truly appreciate heaven if we don't go through some suffering now. And yet, and this is the point I would like to dwell on, and yet there are many people who waste their suffering. And I think all of us need to examine our conscience at this point. First of all, regarding suffering, I don't think we have as much suffering nowadays as people had a hundred years ago or longer than that. We have a lot more conveniences and we don't die so easily as people used to. Sickness doesn't really affect us as much as it used to affect people before. We're freed in a material way, at least. We're freed from a lot of suffering that people used to have. I think we have a different kind of suffering now which is sort of, I think we describe it as mental anxiety. I think um, something I've observed, particularly in this country, is um, the children, children have to get working pretty hard at a young age to be studying in normal school and then studying in extra school and then studying in extra school besides that. Because if they don't do that, then they won't get into the, type, the right type of university. And if they don't get into the right type of university, well, then they're just going to be a failure family, something like that. There's a lot of pressure on people, mental pressure on people that there wasn't before. So I don't say that we're completely free of suffering now. I, I would just say that our suffering is kind of morphed, metamorphosized compared to what it used to be. With that in mind, what are some of the different ways that suffering can be wasted? And already the question implies that suffering is a, um, a commodity which is meant to be valued. The question implies that. So there are ways that we can waste our suffering. And the first one I put on the list is to complain. What do we do when we complain? Well, I, usually we're looking for the sympathy of our fellow man, which is not such a bad thing. Even our blessed Lord complained on Holy Thursday night to his father. Take the chalice away from me. But he always finished his prayer by saying, nevertheless, do your will, not my will. I think that when a lot of us complain, we don't usually have those pure, we don't have sentiments as pure as that. We complain, we're looking for some attention, we get it, and we somehow feel consoled. It's not the worst thing. It's not even, it's not even bad to complain in that sense. But it would have been more noble to say, thank you, Lord, you suffered a lot more than I do. I unite my sufferings to yours. Um, if we are complaining on a regular basis, not just to sort of um, let off some steam from our, the pressure cooker of our soul, uh, if, we're, if we're complaining uh, more often than is necessary, unfortunately, we could use the words of our Lord to say, Amen, Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. This is kind of the punishment that our Lord gives to people that are looking for uh, gratitude, respect, and attention because they made some alms or given some alms. They want people to see that. Or they've made some prayers and they want people to see that. Our Lord says, well, they've already received their reward. They've received a little bit of attention from their fellow men and they're not going to get attention from me. Because precisely because they look for the attention of their, fe their fellow men or fellow men. It would be very similar with the complaining. If we're complaining a little bit too much, 
to get attention, we're just going to get a mediocre reward of the consolation of our fellow man. Whereas if we had stayed silent about it, united to the cross of our Lord, we would get a much bigger reward, which is the grace and glory of heaven. And I would say, you know, there are some souls that are saved and they receive a certain amount of glory. And there are other souls that are saved and they receive a, a lot more glory. Well, we want to be in that category that receives a lot more glory, not just for selfish reasons, but because, you know, our glory in heaven is measured by the amount of glory that we are giving to God. That's the reason why we want to receive more glory. A second way to waste suffering would be to not offer suffering up. It is uh, the responsibility of you and me to change suffering into sacrifice. Everyone's going to have suffering. I'm sorry, I'm using the word suffering a lot in this sermon as if I'm sort of fixed on it, but it is the epistle of today. Um, everyone's going to have suffering. Good guys and bad guys are going to have suffering. People who are Christians and Catholics and people who are pagans are going to have suffering. Catholics who are in the state of grace and Catholics who are not in the state of grace are going to have suffering. Catholics who are trying to live a virtuous life and Catholics who are not trying to live a virtuous life are all going to have suffering. So, you know, as a good business investor would say, uh, don't waste your opportunities. Uh, suffering is an opportunity to increase in holiness. So change your suffering into sacrifice. Don't just sort of let it fester as something that makes you into a bitter person or a um, kind of a sarcastic person. Let suffering flourish in your soul by becoming a sacrifice and again, unite you to the um, sacrifice of our Lord. I think we all know the story of St. Bernadette who had seen the visions of Our Lady and then eventually became a nun herself. That was a beautiful thing. But she, like St. Paul, um, God did not want her, St. Bernadette, to get too proud of the fact she, that she had seen the Blessed Mother. And so she had all kinds of sufferings, the abscess on her knee and also the tuberculosis. She died at a young age. Uh, these are ways that God sanctified her, even though she had already been chosen for such holiness from before the time of the suffering. Think of the children of Fatima. Um, what's the name? The boy, Francesco, died before the little girl, Jacinta, and then Lucia lived a long life. But Jacinta, she was in the hospital, and she had a vision of Our Lady, and she asked our Blessed Mother, um, why do so many souls go to hell? And Our Lady told little Jacinta, she said, because they have no one to suffer for them. That's quite, that remark has quite a, an impact. Why do so many souls go to hell? Because the answer, because they have no one to suffer for them. Uh, I would say, you know, if someone asked me, why do so many souls go to hell? I would say, because they don't take the Catholic faith ser seriously, because they don't study their catechism and, and stick to their catechism, because they don't care about God. Well, all those things are true, but Our Lady was putting the onus, the burden, upon that little girl, saying, don't ask questions why people are so irresponsible and such have such a bad um, conscience and don't want to cooperate with grace. Don't ask that question. 
just think about how you yourself can change the situation. You, little girl, less than 10 years old, you're going through all this suffering and you're going to die in a few days? Well, be even more generous because so many souls go to hell because they have no one to suffer for them. Now it's your turn. Step forward and suffer for them. Leave it to me. This is implied, but there it is. Leave it to me to pass these graces to the other souls so they don't have to go to hell anymore. Leave it to me to pass these graces so people will respond to the grace that God is sending them. And they will take their catechism seriously. And they will make the sacrifices to stay out of sin. But you, for your part, be faithful in your suffering and change it into a sacrifice. Don't just let it sit there or sit there as something which is without uh, advantage or without profit. The third way to waste suffering is just to let it, let it make us bitter. Or to have an attitude of saying, I don't deserve this. Well, first of all, to answer that one, uh, none of us is as great as God, obviously, or none of us is as great as the Son of God. And I think we all have to admit that he had a lot more suffering than we do. And the Son of God is the innocent lamb. So he is taking upon himself all of this suffering. He could have said at any moment, I don't deserve this. Uh, but he didn't, because he understood that his suffering was useful for the sanctification of other people. So if we're going to sit around and say, I don't deserve this, I would answer, maybe you don't deserve this right now. But you probably deserved it many times before and never received any suffering because of your sins from before. Or maybe you, I'd have to say I too, Maybe you or I are going to commit some sins in the future and we're already being given an opportunity right we're being given an opportunity right now to make reparation for those now. And of course the big one is a little bit like St. John Vianney. Uh, even if we could say that I've done enough penance for my own sins, I don't need to suffer anymore. Uh, St. John Vianney would say, well, why stop now? Think of all the other souls out there that I have to make reparation for so that they come and avail themselves of the means of grace. It's up to me. So please don't have the attitude of I don't deserve this. Uh, because at one time or other in our life, we did deserve it. And even if we didn't, we can still make use of it. And please, when suffering is presented to us, try not to see it as a curse or a kind of like God forgetting about us or God being unfair with us. Please try to see it as a favor that God is doing for us. And in what way is it a favor? And that, be, that would be the last reason I give as how we should not waste our suffering. Suffering is a blessing from God. He wants to separate us from this world. He wants to detach us from worldly and human consolation. And why is that? 
because his consolation is a lot bigger. If we just receive consolation all over the place for our sufferings, we've already considered this point, but if we just receive that consolation here, it would be a mediocre consolation. He wants to give us much more. Think of it when you pray the Holy Rosary. You're in the joyful mysteries and you come to the third mystery, the birth of Christ, the nativity. What do we pray for usually there? Is to be detached from the things of this world. And that's not just material things and money and all the rest of that, but it's also human consolation, even human friends, kind of feeling good in this world. That's all kind of an attachment to this world. It's an attachment to this life. Our Lord, you know, when he came in the nativity, showed us, no, consolation is not to be looked for in this life. And we cannot put any um, human and or worldly price on the grace of God. We see the babe in the manger. We all understand that he's going to bring supernatural life to all the souls. And look how abandoned he is. Meaning there's no human and worldly price you can put on the gifts of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when you feel him, when you feel that by suffering or unfortunate things in this life, that you're being mistreated or you're losing friends or you're losing stability in this life, all kinds of things like that. Understand that our Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, is trying to make you a better friend of him. And that would be the, you know, the blessing of suffering. Our Lord doesn't want us to get the idea that we can put a worldly price of any kind on true happiness, which is heaven. So he keeps us always with a little disenchantment about living in this world, if not actual misery and suffering. I repeat, everyone's got to have suffering. Everyone's going to have it. Good people and bad people. It's just thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ that we know that suffering can be used for our sanctification. Suffering can be used for the glory of God. And I'll close with some words from St. Augustine, who says, O Lord, enable me to see more and more into the misery of this life, that I may thus be urged to strive for freedom and glory in thy kingdom. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.